Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Welcome back, friend, to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so glad that you are here. And we hope that you have enjoyed our summer learning series that we finished up last week. We also would love for you to leave us a review and tell us what you thought, because we always love hearing from you guys. So please know that you can always also send us a DM or an email, but those reviews are always so helpful when it comes to podcasting. So today we're going to jump right in because we have a lot a lot to talk about. In this fact, is a lot. I'm also <laughs> like, oh, we're going to do all this. I was like, sure, yeah, yeah, we can, we can, because it is just so powerfully packed, powerfully. I, I bet it. I don't know what that, that was. Word. A lot of words. It was it's a lot good. of words. It's good. It, it's on par <laughs> for this episode. But anyway, today we are talking all about the overwhelm that's often found in the business education arena. And what we're here to tell you is that there's no perfect answer or right way to do it. You have to figure out what works for you. And we're here to share what has worked for us and what we've learned. That's how we started the Business Reboot. That's why we do the Business Reboot. That's why we're passionate about the way that we share, because we are just talking about the things that we've learned and what works for us. Because oftentimes, um, you know, we've learned the hard way. And so right, right. <laughs> we want to give you, we want to give you a shorter route to get to your end result, which is having a successful business. Um, we have spent many years in the business arena and sometimes even now it's what's out there educationally for business owners. It is overwhelming. Um, it so makes we, you want to day drink. I mean, I mean, ding, it really, really does. So Melissa has a great, uh, we were actually talking about, uh, we were coming back to, to work together today and she saw this really great story on Instagram that was the epitome of what we're talking about today. So Melissa, tell us that story. Yes. Okay. So I was watching a random scroll on Instagram because I couldn't sleep and I had heartburn that made me feel like I was going to birth a gorilla. It was the worst. Um, but it was a it was a nutritionist talking about diets and like the way to lose weight and build strong bodies. Right. Um, the first person. It was it was like a a scroll of them. It just it was like nutritionist, dietitian, app one after the other. Algorithm. Trainer, the other. Algorithm. Algorithm. <laughs> they were sitting there going, how much protein have you had today, Melissa? Um, and so I was watching it and this first person got on there and he was a bodybuilder and he was like, you know, you need to get, you know, watch your macros. You're going to make sure you're limiting your this, this, and that. I mean, it was, it was in your face and all over the place. And the next one was this guy where he was talking about, you know, everything in moderation, like, don't be crazy. Just do what, you know, you need to do to take care of your body. Then the last video that I saw was another nutritionist who's a fruititarian. Did not know that was a thing, but here we go. Um, she consumes like 2,500 calories a day of fruit. Like homegirl ate 12 mangoes for uh, lunch one day. Girl, girl, I was bad. like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I just felt like you'd probably be in a toilet a lot <laughs> if you ate 12 mangoes <laughs> at lunch. And also, did okay, this is a random fact, but did you know that mango skin has the same chemical makeup of like poison ivy? And so last year I ate, like I tore a piece of mango off of the skin with my teeth and my lips and I could have scratched my face against a tree for like four days because it itched <laughs> so bad. Anyway, she was talking about how the protein heavy craze is overboard and what would be optimal for our bodies is 10% protein and 10% fat and 80% carbs. And then I literally like 
the video ends. Next video is this bodybuilder talking about how sugar's a real problem. And my head was spinning. I literally was like, this is why nobody knows what they're doing. This is why you can't trust anybody in the diet world because everything feels like a trend. Everything feels like a fad. Um, You can't stick with anything because one minute eggs are everything that you need. The next minute they are a disease. It's like you just can't, you can't win for losing. Right. So, um, I sat there because again, I still couldn't sleep and I had the flames of hell burning in my chest. And um, I just started thinking about business. Like this is exactly what happens to people who are in business, especially small businesses, especially solopreneurs. Okay. Um, They'll follow the guru, whoever's popular at the time that comes off as the authority. They'll buy the course. They'll join the club. They'll do the master class. They'll come out feeling like everything they have done is trash. They've got to completely revamp everything. And I'm going to be honest with you. We've done this before. And it's really funny because when it's Corey and I, and we're having this conversation, Corey processes by being like, all right, let's get to work. Here's a list of all the things we need to do. And I'm like, I need a minute to internalize. So she'll be like, we just have to completely scrap everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, ma'am. Everything we did was great. And she's like, I'm not saying it's not great, but like, this is literally what happens every time we get sucked into that like vacuum. And so we are coming at you going, we have done that. We have been the people who've gotten sucked into the vacuum before. Uh, I will say that it sucks and it makes your messaging really foggy. It can wreck your self-esteem as an entrepreneur. Like it can completely make you forget why you even started serving people with your business in the first place. So we decided that today we're going to talk about it in the hopes that you find the perfect education program people to work with and you can let go of the stuff that isn't and won't serve you. But here's the deal. We're not going to sit here and be like, here are all the programs that suck because we don't, that's pointless. We're not going to do that. That's just a lot of noise. But instead, we want to harp on one thing, and that is, you know, not debunking the trends that we all see online right now, Um, which, by the way, those things are like certain marketing campaigns and email funnels and Pinterest classes and webinars, you name it, right? But instead, we want to shed some light on ways that, um, that, that can actually be beneficial to your business, because here's the deal, like those things, those trends can come and go as fast as the internet (laughs) as what's in today might be obsolete tomorrow. And we're building this podcast to be applicable long-term for growth for all entrepreneurs. So we want to focus on the basics of building a dynamic business and the stuff that doesn't change. So just insert a little Taylor Swift doesn't go out of style right here. (laughs) That's where we're at. Right. So there are foundations, like Melissa was saying, that are unshakable and unwavering in business. And we want to walk through those with you today. Maybe you already do them really well. Perfect. That is awesome. This will feel so confirming, like very confirming that you are on the right page doing the right thing at the right time. Uh, But also maybe you have been caught up in the trap of trends and you'll listen and think, oh, crap. (laughs) Like, okay, Mm -hmm. let me get back to what's important. Either way, we want to look at the foundations that are never going to go out of style or be a fad. And the very first one is building out your brand. One of the things is very, actually very first um, month of the Business Reboot Mastermind is all focused around building out your personal brand. And the reason why you want to do this is because people will follow you no matter what you pivot into. Even if you're building like an agency model or a business that will be an asset to sell one day, you still want to be building a simultaneous 
like personal brand right alongside with it so that you can make pivots and have a brand once you sell your asset. Uh, we had a client once who was trying to sell her business. And uh, the thing was, is that she realized she would have to sell her email list, her you know, client mm-hmm. email list, her social channels, basically everything that went along with that business was going to go when she when she sold it. So then what? Like if you have a parallel personal brand, you have a way to maintain your presence and you aren't starting from scratch. So one of the the big key pieces right there is making sure that you are building out a personal brand. Sometimes you don't build out a parallel brand. Your personal brand is your business. It's, It's what you're doing. That's awesome too. But really focusing on the branding is important. Right. The second component of looking at this from, well, okay, we have three pillars really that are basic that will never change. Okay. And Corey, I don't know if you just said this at the beginning, but it's all about building your brand marketing and then creating new offers, right? That's, that is the key to sustainability and longevity in business. Like if you're not doing those three things, you ain't got no business, work it out. Here we go. But the second thing is your client experience because that's part of your brand. It should be stellar and spot on. It is the thing that people are going to say about you when you're not in the room. Okay. The tools you use, the software you use, the scheduling tools, the client management software, they, uh, software, they all do the same thing. Just pick one and use the heck out of it consistently because consistency and an elevated experience here, i.e. like loving on your clients, that's what's most important because we want a long client journey. We want a long relationship with these people. Um, you know, if, if you were in a business where it's like a one-stop shop, I'll tell you as a wedding photographer, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. You know, if I'm not shooting families and babies and stuff like that outside of weddings, I more likely than not will not work with this couple again because they're not coming to me for round two, you know, like that's a one-stop shop. The business I have now is not that case. My client retention rate is really high. Corey's client retention rate is really high. And when it comes to coaching and it's because we know how to elongate a client journey. And so that part, creating this experience, that's a huge part of your brand. And, you know, Corey, you said a second ago, talking about building a personal brand and how everybody should be doing that. Um, we have poured into realtors um, before and, and have a lot of clients that we work with um, who are in the realty game. And one thing that's really uh, come up several times is how even if you work for a brokerage, like you're you're still your own personal brand. People, right. it's like it's like a hairstylist. When you leave salons, you take your book with you, right? And if you don't have a strong personal brand, they're going to think you're Keller Williams. They're going to think you're Century 21. Does that even exist? I don't even know. Don't but know. they're going to, you know, mm, I'm not sure. But they're going to think that you're one of these other brands. But the truth is, is if you can differentiate yourself and elongate that experience, like you, you have to have a brand right now. Right. And one of the ways that you can build that brand and to really serve in your client experience is to have brand assets. These are things like your brand visuals. Hello, I am a branding photographer. This is why I'm so passionate about it. Also, your copy assets. You need those things. Your really great imagery, really great um, words to serve your clients. Those assets have to be in place to support your brand. So you need these like for an education you're wanting to add in as an offer in your offer suite, Uh, your client welcome guides, your logo, your packaging, your questionnaires. These are all so, so super imperative to business success, which then leads us to the next foundational piece, which is marketing. Marketing. Okay. Here's the deal. Content creation, 
bless it is what I'm saying. Bless it. <laughs> bless it. But Jesus be hello. Near. Hello. We need it. I know. Okay. Content creation and utilizing social platforms. If you're not using them in your business, y'all, I don't care how much you don't like it. I know, but that's where the people you want to be. Where the where people, the people are. are. <laughs> That's right. Okay. This is, y'all didn't know this was a musical episode. I really am delivering so much free content here. That is unbelievable. No. Okay. But creating content and utilizing social platforms is a must. And we're not here to tell you the right ones. You have to know where your people are. Okay. Um, For me, I know that my people are not as much on Facebook as they are on Instagram. Um, I will also tell you because threads just came out, you know, threads, um, Mm -hmm. unless you've been sleeping in a hole, you know, about threads. And uh, I, got a text from my friend Retha, who Retha has been a guest on our podcast before the night that threads came out and she sent me the link and I was like, girl, no, please, yes. please don't make me do one more thing. And she was like, I'm just telling you, you're either ahead or you're behind. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And let me just tell you, I was rejuvenated. I was so happy after logging in and creating a threads account and I sent the link to Corey and she was like, what are we doing? I was like, I don't know. We're just going to see what happens. But going in there and watching people be unhinged and be like themselves and be funny, like people are so funny. It was so fun. And now it's starting to become another platform where people share the things and I'm sure it'll lead to sales and stuff. But, um, but it was really fun for like the, you know, three days that it was just about <laughs> being goofy. Um, but you're not, you don't have to be on a hundred platforms. You don't, but just be consistent on the ones that work for you and work for your business. It's just, it's not an option. It's a must. Right. And we're here to also tell you that different business models or the things that you offer, how you, how you have your business structured and the people that you're serving more importantly, um, require different platforms. For instance, I was just working with, uh, in brand, my brand photography side of my business, I was working with a C-suite executive coach and she, we were talking about where do you create content? That's what I do with part of my business is looking at what are we shooting for where it needs to go? And she was like, I do a lot of my content creation on LinkedIn. And I was like, well, that's really interesting because I, I have a LinkedIn account, but haven't worked on it a ton. Um, but she was like, that's where all of my C-suite executive women are. So while I was like, well, I still think you need to have an Instagram presence because people like me are going to go over and and look at your Instagram and they are probably going to go over and stalk you a little too on Instagram before they follow you. So that's a place where it's really great to build a personal brand side of your business. But LinkedIn is where she knows her people are. So she's creating consistent content there. So we're not here to tell you, like somebody might, a coach might tell her, well, if you're not on Instagram, like you're just not going to, you're not going to win at this game. Well, she knew her business and knew her um, business model and knew her ideal client base very well and knew Instagram was where she needed to be. You know, that was the pool she needed to be playing in. So, Mm -hmm. so trust the fact that there will be people who are like, well, this is, this is the only way to go. You've got to have this one social media platform mastered and like be the, your go-to. But just know we're going to debunk that and say that's not always true. So the next thing for marketing would be know your nurture and sales cycles. It's like couponing. Okay, guys? Yes. Yes. (laughs) There aren't sales and coupons on sunscreen in December. No, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It all comes around. If you are in any kind of creative business, you've likely noticed that there is a cycle to weddings being booked. For me, senior photography, there, there's a cycle. There was a time when I was nurturing and there was a time when I was selling and booking and reminding them, get 
your schedule for your get on my schedule for your senior portraits. So here's what we want you to do when it comes to marketing. Do you have an annual plan for where for, for when you're launching offers and when you are maintaining with education and service content? There, is there a seasonality to your industry where you should be selling your wedding photography offer and then your busy season where you aren't necessarily trying to acquire new clients, but you're simply showcasing your work and nurturing relationships so that they are ready for that next season of sales? So know those sequence, those, those sequences and those cycles. It sounds really hard and complicated. We promise you it's not. It is a natural part of marketing, just like we were talking about sales and coupons on sunscreen that happen in December. Mm-hmm. It happens in the summer months. So look at your business, look at your industry. What are the trends that you've noticed and make your marketing plan around that. Right. For sure. So last thing with marketing is uh, networking. Networking. Hello. Uh, you know, I love it. I love there. this. I love this part. I love this because I will <laughs> tell you, I'm the person that goes, Corey, I got a call from my friend and now I have to go have lunch at the country club and I don't want to go. <laughs> and she's like, you have to go. And I'm like, yes. I know. <laughs> I'm like, Get out yeah. there. Shake a damn hand. That's right. Shake a damn hand. We did a, we did an episode about that. Um, and, and the truth is, is it's just in person or online y'all. Oh, online is exhausting. So do in person. If, if you get a, a chance, just go see the peoples, uh, but get out there and, and learn how to shake a hand. We have got an entire episode about this, um, but you have to be building relationships as part of your marketing strategy. I will say with Corey and I both, um, she is really good because we divide and conquer all of the tasks for the business reboot because we have two other businesses, but you know, that we run, we have, um, I think we calculated this morning, we have eight streams of income between the two of us, <laughs> like between our two families. Correct. And um, that really means a whole whole lot of information. It's a lot of inputting. Um, but we were talking about how, you know, uh, when we're, when we're in our wheelhouse and we're doing the things that we're good at, Corey will be posting and, and creating a lot of content. And I end up being a lot of the communication side of things. Um, and I handle like our email strategy and stuff like that, but I am not afraid to hop in a, a DM and to send a voice message. And I'm just the kind of person that's like, Oh, you need me to pray for you right now. Well, let's pray right now because I will forget is what I say. So like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pray now. Um, and and so that is one thing that has been really beneficial for for me online and in person. And Corey's the exact same way when it comes to conversations. Like she could talk to a wall if you yep. let her. I have yeah. seen it. But, um, <laughs> but, but it's like you just have to be willing to meet the people and have the conversations. It can't be just posting on Instagram and hoping to build a successful six-figure business. Um, you know, people that are selling and telling you that I'm going to go ahead and just let you know they are wrong. Um, you know, we, we recently saw a reel that was talking about, um, how they wished people who had seven figure businesses really talked about the multiple six figures that they spent to get there and the team that they have in place to make it all happen behind the scenes. And it made me chuckle because it's true, but all this to say, part of your network or your marketing plan has got to be networking, meeting with other people who do what you do and also people who you could serve. Um, I feel like we're shooting ourselves in the feet if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to meet other people and cold pitching is just not my fave. So um, I'm taking a hard pass on that and say, I will, I will never buy from somebody who just messages me um, out of the blue to pitch their product. I need you to, to like, talk to me like I'm a person, like you want to engage with me and then go from there. Uh, Building relationship, relationships always sell is what I'm saying. Right. 
Amen. Amen. Okay. The last, uh, the third part of this is creating offers. So this is another foundational part of building out your business. So giving your people what they're asking for, listening to the clients you currently have, what are they asking for? How could you make that experience with them even better? Um, What are they telling you that they love? What are they telling you they need more of? Uh, What are they saying doesn't work and they don't need right now? Uh, We just did an entire summer series on ideating and testing out new offers that spans over a six mini episodes. So if you haven't listened to those yet, we totally encourage you to go back and listen there because we dig in real deep in those episodes uh, and take you from like ideation, all the the great ideas uh, of an offer to a full pitch and launch cycle. So looking at creating offers, it's so important to know what your people are asking for. Don't create in a vacuum. Make sure that there is a viable market as you're creating this. Right, right. Okay. The next part of that is um, that you have to change your new offers in your business sometimes. How many times have you seen entrepreneurs with a new this or a new that? Sometimes it's an offer to run, uh, you know, big, wild, hairy sales. Sometimes it's something small. Sometimes it's a digital. Some, I mean, it's like the offers change, right? Um, but that's because sometimes an offer will run its course. Okay. And uh, then you got to be ready to move on. Maybe it's a personal life situation for the person who's running the business and things have to shift and it's time for that change. Creating new offers in your business to serve is, it's a really good way uh, to, to just like stay on your toes in your business. And also you can't be afraid to change those when, when it's needed, when it's necessary. We have had offers where we go, Ooh, that didn't work in like we thought it would. So let's back back away, back away slowly, or let's table it, or let's shift and change and see how we could tweak that to meet the people that we're trying to serve right now. Um, We have taken offers that we have created and we've split them into four or five parts and it ends up working so much better that way. So we uh, just really encourage you to not be afraid to change your offers once you've created them. Right. The the only caveat to that is don't change it every six months. Yeah, no, because people get whiplash and then they don't know and nothing is consistent. I will tell you this and I'm going to give you just a small like close your eyes and barely open them up from 50 yards away glimpse into uh, my life as somebody who at one time was in an MLM. Um, the, the big, like scary thing there is just that, uh, you know, times move really fast. I remember watching, I was going to, I'm going to say more, but I'm going to hold it. I'm going to tuck it in. Not this episode, but But I, um, I know that there were people who, and I would watch it because it would be other people who were in MLMs with me or competing ones or whatever. And it was like every six months they were finding something to sell. It would one day it might be pantyhose, the next day it might be hair bows, the next day it might be so, and it was like you couldn't really trust them. That was one thing that we kind of were taught and learned is that if the longer you're here, the more people look at you as an authority, right? They will trust you because you're still doing it. And that is how it is in your regular business is the longer you have an offer out, the longer um, it's available and people see that you're fine tooth combing it and you're honing in on it and you're talking about it and you're serving people in that capacity, the longer they're going to trust that you are an authority on that. And so they're going to want to be a part of that more often than if you're just rolling a dice and changing things up every six months. And we have to make sure that we're not doing that too. 
Right. Absolutely. And the last part of this in creating offers is diversifying your streams of revenue. And Melissa mentioned this uh, just a quick glimpse ago. Uh, but basically between the two of us, we do have eight streams of, of revenue. Uh, we were literally FaceTiming and counting on our fingers how many streams of revenue we have between the two of us. Uh, but some are forward facing and some are behind the scenes making passive income. Um, you need to have multiple ways to financially support yourself. And let me just tell you, Melissa and I can both attest to this. It's really not as hard as you think it is. And uh, we have found that some um, streams of revenue trickle in and then others are going full blast right now for both of us. So diversifying your streams of income, super, super important. Um, and what we hope that you take from this discussion is that there are so many things in business that are important for us to learn how to do email marketing, sales funnels, AI, all the things. Um, but we often tend to overcomplicate these things in our own minds. So we just don't do them. Or we spend too much time trying to learn all the things that we don't spend time on the basic fundamentals of being a good business owner, which is always customer and client focused. So basically, we did not come on here today to debunk all of the trends and the newfangled things that you are finding in business education in today's current business world. But we really hope that we solidified how important the fundamentals and the basics are of running your business. Right. And if you can get really good at those, um, you don't need to worry about the trends. Like I will let you know the people who like run JP Morgan, they ain't sitting here going, oh my gosh, but the algorithm, <laughs> like they're good. Okay. They're good. They got, they know what they know and they're doing it and it's working. And yeah, I think this, this ends up having more to do with comparison than it even does like the actual art of the business that you're running. So Amen. All that to be said, or all that being said, um, we want to let you know just one last time that the doors to our next round of Business Reboot Mastermind are, I think they're actually closed. They're closed. But you know what? We still have a few seats available and we want to welcome you in. And we're so excited to do the work to help you grow, scale, or pivot in your business. Um, we are going to be starting work next week on August 9th. We're going to be starting this thing. Um, we'll be working through branding, marketing, creating offers, all the things that we talked about in today's episode to help you generate more revenue in your business for this fall semester and carry you on in to winter and spring. Okay. We've been so proud of the transformations and successes that we've seen from our last group of entrepreneurs. And uh, it has just been out of control. They've secured their first five figure bookings. Uh, they have revamped and relaunched new businesses. They've elevated their current business and purchased their dream homes. They've been uh, opened incredible brick and mortars, and they've gotten more excited about how they're growing their business than ever before. The same can be said and can be true for you this fall too. So to secure your seat and start with support from us, that'll change everything that you do in your business. Go to our website at thebusinessreboot.com now. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode and we will see you next week for another brand new episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. 